Hi, I'm Alan Webb, and I've been with this crazy event called Summonat since it started. In 2020, 33 years later, we've just come out of the Summonats we held while Australia was burning around us. And like the rest of you, we walked straight into the world's topping coronavirus pandemic. During the first couple of weeks of this crisis, Andy Lopez asked me if I'd like to tell the story of Chick Henry and the Summonats. I asked Cam Sullings, a Canberra journal and presenter, to help me tell what we think is one of the truly great Australian stories. This is what we came up with. What comes to mind when you think of Canberra, Australia's capital city? Maybe the fact that it's a peaceful, calm, pretty place where laws are made. Well, for four special days in January, Canberra becomes the complete opposite of all those things. It becomes a different kind of capital city, the capital city of noise. The capital city of horsepower. The capital city for burnouts, chrome, turbos and blowers. Canberra becomes the capital city of fun, whether it be with your friends or family. Yes, Canberra is home to an event like no other. Canberra is home to the Summonats. They talk of tribes in the Summonats, a place where any car enthusiast can visit regardless of what sort of car you're into. No matter which tribe you're in, this is the place to be if you want to see the best cars in Australia. Each year, the Nats sense the benchmark. In this episode, you're going to hear about show cars, vehicles that owners build, restore and modify. Some cars taking years to complete with a price tag of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some builders enter their car into the Nats. The cars are judged and the winners decided. There's a numerous range of judging categories, including Tough Street, Best Interior, Best Paint, and the list goes on. And the holy grail of them all is the Summonats Grand Champion. I'm Cam Sullings, longtime attendee and now presenter at Summonats. Welcome to the podcast, Chick Henry, his Summonats story. So Chick, tell us, what are your earliest memories of judging the really high-end cars at the first Summonats, the really fancy cars? You know, it was always this way at, at the, the street, street Machine events, like when it was the Street Machine Nationals. So there was always going to be cars and one car that stood out above all of the others. In other words, it had more done to it. It was better built than everything else. It had outstanding features. It was this and it was that. And quite often those cars are such high-level cars that they don't see a lot of street use. But the street guys used to kick up a fuss because, oh, yeah, but I drive my car every day and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's all cool. If you don't honour those really high-profile cars, then a lot of people are not satisfied. The big picture cars, hundreds of thousands of dollars go into those. If you ever put a dollar value on how many hours some of those cars had put into them, it would be just outrageous. We had to recognise those cars. Now, the, the, uh, the basic format that we'd used had been a follow-on from the Street Machine Nationals days, but the one thing that I knew was that we couldn't use this highly detailed judging format. 
Owen Webb, this is some of the stuff that really excites you. We know that. You've been in the showcar scene for years and years. You've set the benchmark. Every year, though, you think to yourself, how can the cars get better? The judging system that was developed for the Summonats has set the standards. Why is judging so important at the event year after year? Judging had been done for so many years with what was called like a tick sheet. Anybody off the street could have just come and judged those cars and they just added it up and whoever got the most points won that prize. At that time, probably the right cars were actually winning, but with Summonats coming along, we knew we needed something a little bit better. So we needed to inspire the builders to get out there and build bigger, better cars with much more things on them, and there was a lot more prestige and awards to come. So how did you change the system? Firstly, Chick identified the team he wanted, and that was the key to the whole thing. He wanted experienced builders who had the runs on the board. He invited guys like John Strawn, who had Alley Cat, which was the best van in Australia by far at the time. Rowan Wilson, he was a guy that had built many cars and uh, had won plenty of awards. And then <laughs> people like John Taverner, he was the most forward-thinking fabricator in Australia. He was an engineer, race car builder and race car driver. They were just part of the group that made up of the, the 10, the original 10. They just had their own take on building cars and were all pretty much respected. It took a while to gel and it started to unfold, but it was definitely the right way to go about it. We just had a sheet with four areas and we judged those cars over body, paint, engine bay, interior, undercarriage and engineering. But more than just tick a box for things done, what we we're looking at there was for innovation and agreeability and all the things that would go into building a better car. At the end of the day, it, you can have all those things, but it's always the quality. The quality is the critical thing that will get that car over the line. So this obviously encouraged the builders to go for it and just build something different, something out of the box. This created the innovation and was fitting for the pull off it. They were surely rewarded. So how did the show car scene improve over the years at Summonats? We saw it such a huge improvement straight away. And from Summonats too, there was half a dozen of these brand new pro street cars that just rocked in and man, they took that show by storm and, uh, all these cars turning up on trailers and people were just going, oh, this is not street machining. And they started calling them trailer queens and all sorts of things. But <laughs> look, there was a reason for it. These cars were so good and they were coming from Queensland or even Western Australia. They weren't going to risk take on the road, get damaged, road damage underneath. We embraced these cars as an event and Chip as a promoter. We had the vision of seeing this down the track and we just love those cars. Look what they've done to the industry and the progression that's just happened so, Chick, tell us, when did the word elite come into the vernacular? When you build a car to a certain level and it puts them above all of the others, we needed to choose a name that really stood them out above the others. And that's where the elite side of it came into. You know, if you were put into the elite judging hall, even if you were number 59 out of 60, not that you would know it, those people were so proud of the fact that they're in the elite judging pavilion. And it was a, a badge of honour to get in there. And it would have been Owen and I that had that conversation, I suppose. That was one of the many conversations that Owen and I had over the years as we saw things develop. We needed to round it up and shape it and put a name to it. Why we called the Horsepower Heroes competition the Horsepower Heroes. We created the master's name for the burnout competition. That's where the elite part of it came from. Yeah. It sat those cars above all of the others and, and everyone recognised it. 
Street Machine Summer Nats 34 is set to be one of the biggest horsepower parties Canberra has ever seen. Tickets are selling fast and discount entries are now open for a limited time via the website. And that's also where you'll find our brand new range of official Street Machine Summer Nats merch. Entrant and Platinum Passes will sell out very soon, so head to summonats.com.au to lock in your spot today. Howard Astle, one of the first guys to build an elite show car. Let's remember rock solid, the XA Falcon. Summonats gave people like Howard a platform to build and show these elite cars and grow the industry substantially. Howard understands what Chick contributed and is still building killer cars today. Howard, you were there at the very beginning of Summonats. Paint the picture for people who weren't there back in the day. Really early before Summonats even was around and, and Chick was involved with um, the Nationals. Um, I went to the 82 Nationals in Canberra and then again in 86. Pretty much, you know, we all drove our cars there and, and you know, there was a whole lot of VHs and HRs and that sort of stuff. And then the Falcons, you know, XWs and Ys and that type of stuff. And, and we all sort of turned up and the show was on the grass and it was really bringing your streetcar along for a show and shine. That's really what the events were all about. And then normally a few driving events and stuff. So the big change to me was, is, is I think in 86, so I turned up with a, an enclosed trailer with a car in it which created a fair bit of, of grief from a lot of people. But yes. I was I was doing all this work and then having to have to drive for 14 hours to get there, so I thought I'm going to find a, a different way and, and build a trailer. So it, it evolved from being streetcars into more show cars, and, and the problem for the event organisers was how to manage that and, you know, when is someone a show car and when is someone a streetcar. So it, it really evolved from... Turning up, having a good time, because I'm an old vanner, so we used to drive to van shows, all park on the oval, um, camp there and then cruise home. And then it it started to evolve and become more an event and more the show car and the the stands and the mirrors and all those sorts of things. And as everyone turned up in those trailers, what was the affectionate term that they used to call you? Trailer queens? <laughs> well, that, that, I've heard that one plenty of times, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I always, I always said I'm a trophy hunter, so it didn't matter much to me. I built cars to take to shows to win trophies. That meant more to me than driving it on a cruise night. But, you know, to me, it was all about the show and, and doing that side of it. So there's all different people, and Chick's always called it the tribes. And there's the show car tribe, and there's the street car tribe, and there's the burnout tribe, and that's pretty much what it's like. We've all got our own little spot, and of course now we have the tough street guys as well. Everyone fits into their own little area, and we all have our own little cultures that go with it. You've had some great cars both to drive and to show at Summonats, haven't you? I built that 63 Fairlane in 1990, and then it was given away through Street Machine, and I got it back, and I actually drove it to Summonats 17, and got it in the hall in the top 60, more as a, a thing to myself to say, well, the cars can do it, but it just makes a lot of work. You know, it, it is possible, and I've driven them. Now I live in Wollongong, I, I drove the Mustang from here down and made top ten a couple of times. Yeah, it's beautiful. But it just creates so much effort. Yeah. You know, you get there, then you've got to lay on your back and clean it or find a hoist or whatever to get it up to the level that's required to sure. compete. And so many listening will know that you're a grand champ. What was it like at the time you were on the burnout pad receiving that award? For most of us, it, it's like it's a very emotional thing. And I mean, I've had plenty of tears for, for, from losing and from winning at some of that. 
that normally is the, the result of a whole lot of hours and time for your family, for your friends that help you build the cars, that comes to that point and all that emotion's let go. Besides having children and getting married and stuff, there's not much else in life that has that sort of effect on, on a car guy like myself. It's just so fulfilling, it's quite amazing. Peter Fitzpatrick, or Fitzy, was a six-time grand champion winner in the same FC Holden, but rebuilt three times. Fitzy also worked as a lead scrutineer at the first few events. He has two boys that have progressed through and unveiled cars at Summonats as well. My two boys, they had didn't really have a choice to be not to be street machiners. They're not, they don't work in the industry other than we work on our own cars, but they've been brought up. They were brought here to the street machine, the Summonats, in a pram, both of them. So they came here as newborns. Probably one of the, the best memories is when I bought my FC here. First car had the, the two boys in the back of the FC. My wife, we drove the car in. They'd never seen it before. We come through, we done everything we wanted to do, and you um, win grand champion in it. You can't do any better. Aaron bought that car when he was 16. Then we, we, he was building that car there, the 510, for a street car, his first car. They came to the, the Summonats in a pram. So they've been to every Summonats too. Like I started in, um, before the Summonats started, I started in street machining in 1975. They've been to 24 Summonats. Peter, congratulations, the 2011 Grand Champion. What does this mean to you? Mate, this is pretty sweet, you know. I mean, even though it's the sixth time, it's um, the first time out with a car and a rebuild, and it's pretty sweet, you know, and, um, you know, we, we do it because we love it. Just behind me here is all this sport's about. There's three cars all lined up there together. That's the Portelli family. It just goes to show, the, I guess, the enthusiasm and what the passion across the families and just people in general. A lot of these cars, these guys have spent maybe two, three years building these cars, so it's exciting for us, but it's absolutely more exciting for those guys. And they are actually quite different, quite a variety from hot rides to really tough street machines to customs as well, so really exciting. Planning on being part of the world's wildest car festival but haven't got your entry in? Entries to Street Machine Summonats 34, proudly supported by Rare Spares, are limited to 2,000 and will sell out very soon. With limited entrant passes remaining, some people will miss out. So don't delay. Head to the website and lock in your spot before they're all gone. And we'll see you at Summonats. So Summonats wasn't a static event. It was an active event. That was always really important to me. You know, we can go to any show and shine. We can go to any hot rod show. And the cars just sit there. Not at my event. I want them all to be moving around and driving. I wanted to categorize them so that that mob are there and that mob are there and that mob are there because they're like tribes. And that was a word I started to use years later. It was a tribal sort of deal. But nevertheless, people had a basic expectation. Yeah, that's all fine. But which was the best car? With that tribal feel, there also comes rivalry, doesn't there? And so were there times where the groups came together and it did get out of hand? Of course, there's always the Ford versus Holden or Ford versus, you know, Ford versus General Motors. They always carry on there. A good mate of mine, you know, passed away, Johnny Peterson, thought it was great fun. 
you know, to have a T-shirt that said Chev written vertically on his T-shirt, C-H-E-V. And it stood for, which was written off to the side, Chuck, heave, eventually vomit. <laughs> you know, but that was the sort of stuff, the banter that went on. And, and there are people that are so focused on Fords, so focused on Holdens and, and break it all up, the Tirana mob and the, the, the other mob, you know, and now in later years, the Commodore mob, the Ford, you know, same deal. You can split it all up and it is so tribal within each group. But overall, overall, this was one of the amazing things, really, that I can look at. It was this coming together of the tribes, you know, which was fantastic. In later years, when we had, and I I will only touch on it lightly because it's too volatile to make much of it, but it was in the days of the the so-called riots at Cronulla and um, Canterbury Stadium. Mm. And, And it was that particular group those days which were very focused on the Rotary mob. There was almost hatred in the scene those days, and that's the only time in in the street machine history, as I see it, where it was a very, very ugly scene. And we had some very ugly situations at the summit ats and a couple of times the whole event could have been shut down. And But quite honestly, mate, that's as much as I want to say yeah, about sure. that. And what role do you think summit ads had in growing the, the showcar scene? Um, oh, in a way, I'm, I'm reluctant to use the word show. Um, because what's more important is, is the event gave people the opportunity to build a really high-level car and have it put it somewhere. And, and I mean, we're talking about, you know, the different areas, not just the top 60 elite, but we're talking about later on the tough street cars and uh, the horsepower heroes and the burnout burnout cars and everything what it what it did is is that it gave them a sense of identity once again going back to that tribal aspect and 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 that that was super important because this mob want to be together and let's create a situation that allows them to be together i swear that at times um you know the people in the in the elite elite hall in the judging pavilion could not care less if the Burnout Masters mob dropped off the end of the edge of the earth because they were so focused in their area, in their tribal area. Now, that's all fine, but when you create an environment where people can develop and aspire, this is a bit grand, aspire for greatness. Well, it was. Aspire for greatness. You know, win an award. And, and you know, the people that helped somebody build a, you know, a fabulous car, and and say it won the Paint and Bodywork Award in the Elite or even out on the arena, then they can go home and show that trophy to to the panel shop, to the guys that helped them create that paint. And it allows them to also gain their their little bit of sponsorship opportunities to help them build their cars. So the Summonats created an area where there was great growth in the enthusiasm for people to build fantastic cars. I I also knew that we can't just always put our focus on, on the elite cars, you know, because I was just happy when somebody came along with a pretty nice car, no big deal, just something fairly basic, uh, suitable to get through scrutineering, happy enough, drive it around, you know, make sure you've blackened the tyres, looking at good underneath, the engine base clean, and they feel good about being involved. 
And so when you take it to the nth degree, which is what the judging was all about, now those people that have put the biggest effort in, they get honoured quite rightly. But you know what? Quite rightly came from having the best judges. And then at the end, blend them together to say which was the best piece of fruit, which was the car overall that deserved to get top judged, let alone go on to to be the top car overall or the grand champion. All right, let's keep on rocking, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hand out the big gong right now. Summonat's 26 Grand Champion Award. And without a doubt, this car has really changed the way we look at things. Uh, The winner for Summonat's Grand Champion is Mick Fabar. 7.3 litre turbocharged diesel V8. Built with a neutral carbon footprint. Pretty ecstatic and relieved at the same time. I mean, this is the pinnacle of our sport, so um, to take our Grand Champion Award, you know, we've um, we come down here with a with a goal to possibly take the sword home, and we've we've done it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I think there's a, some bad publicity on you know car enthusiasts in general, and we're grouped into a bad um, by the public. We're grouped into a, a, a sort of job lot. And I uh, wanted to prove that you know not all car enthusiasts and most well most cars and car enthusiasts are generally good people and think about the environment. They're intelligent. You know, they've got successful businesses and families. And so uh, that was part of the statement that we wanted to make. It's an institution. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. And as a car builder, it lets us show off our cars to the public. It lets the public gets close to the cars. It's just it's not one thing. It's just everything. In another first for the event, uh, car unveils were started at Summonats. How did that all happen? Where did that idea come from? I don't know. I think Owen and I probably saw some stuff that might have gone in the States where they go around and they're, they're, um, with their PA system and they highlight certain cars throughout the show and interview the, the drivers and, and you know ask them all about their stuff. And it was probably a bit of an extension of that. And then what we, we wanted to do was to make sure that the Top 60 show had another element. All the time, I never stopped thinking about what else can we do, another element that we can introduce. And then, you know, I remember when, you know, we had the conversation about it all and then we went and saw Bruce Morrison and, and you know, floated it by him and said, look, we'll do this, you know, we can do this uncover and we'll have somewhere between six and ten cars. And the good thing about what Owen was able to do was, he was out and about far more than I was uh, and knowing people that were building cool cars. Now, what we did, though, because here it comes back to the very nature of the Summonats. The Summonats isn't just about elite cars only because we would, we would make sure that all of the cars in that unveil night w- represented other elements of the event. And there might be a burnout car there or, or a hot rod or, or a, a full-blown race car or, or something. I remember one year, I think we had a car in there that was painted, and the guy painted it himself in that water base paint, which had only just come on the scene. When we unveil those cars, we tell people what's special about this car. Check the artwork. Look at that bit of engineering there. See this. That's a colour you've never seen before. And, and it was another really valuable inclusion that I think we created. And the people seem to love it. Anything that you can do to make people feel good about themselves. Once again, what do I say? That running an event is like the study of human nature. 
And, you know, it's not just sometimes getting an award, but to give people their moment in time, you know, it's just such a fantastic thing. And throughout the years, the Summonats has been able to give a lot of people their moment in time. Down to the top three grand champion contenders here at Summonats 33 and Owen, what a lineup. It's unbelievable. I think we've got three very nervous, emotional people here. Make some noise, put your hands together for these awesome top three Summonats grand champ contenders. Yeah, pretty nervous, totally overwhelmed. Todd Sorensen makes a noise, camera. How about this machine? Just a beautifully turned out Impala. It's absolutely understated, but when you actually have a look at this car, the finish on it is just amazing. And it's another car we unveiled last year. You're in the game here. Mate, here we are. Who would have thought? <laughs> imagine it. Can you imagine the sword? Do you reckon it sit nicely in your hands today? Well, you can only dare to dream, can't you? This beautifully turned out entry, the Burgundy 1985 Holden VK sedan belonging to Dominic Lucci. We only unveiled this car on a Friday night, and look, here it is in the Grand Champion. I've been on the pad before, but but to drive this car has never, never been driven. I'm wrapped. So. All right, well, that sums up your top three. It's now time to hand back to Cam for the biggest announcement this weekend, some may say, at Summonats. All right, thanks, Odino. You're absolutely right. It is time right now that uh, we are just about to announce uh, the winner of the Street Machine Summonats 33 Grand Champion. We have Chick Henry and also uh, Simon Telford from uh, Street Machine. Thank you so much for your support, as always. Let's announce Street Machine Summonats 33 Grand Champion is Todd Sorensen in the 67 Impala! Summonats, let's make some noise once again. Let's show your appreciation for our Summonats 33 Grand Champion. Congratulations. How's it feel at the moment? The, the blood must be pumping. Mate, I'm in shock, mate. I totally, totally did not expect this. Summonats, let's say well done. A huge congratulations to our Street Machine Summonats 33 Grand Champion, Todd Sorensen. I, I am totally shocked. I did not come here expecting this, but I uh, definitely come here to have a crack. So, yeah, blown away, mate. Can't believe it. That sword has had some hallowed names over the years. You've joined it. Do you believe it? Uh, it'll sink in, mate, but it's going to take a bit of time. Summonats is the biggest horsepower party on earth and the best way to do Summonats is with a Platinum Pass. Going Platinum gets you more than just prime shaded seating at the burnout pad. You'll also score an official Summonats merch pack, Platinum only discounts, early access to the top 60, a fast lane to get into the venue, free parking and more. Platinum Passes sell out every year so grab yours today from summonats.com.au and do the Nats in style. I've always had the attitude that we needed to make the summer nats all the time something different, make it stand out from every other event, and I'm, think, I'm pretty sure we achieved that over the years. But before that, the top car was called the top street machine overall. I, I wanted to, uh, to have something a bit more unique than that, that probably no one else was ever going to do, and, and it's turned out that they haven't. And so the, the sword, to me, represented 
a grand champion like as in medieval times where they used to have their big tournaments firing arrows and sword fighting and jousting and and all, all those different things in front of the king and queen you know the majesty of the medieval times and of course the grand champion who then comes to before the um, to the before the king and queen to be anointed as the, the the champion of the of the crown well the best thing to recognize that with was a sword which was the most common weapon used in um, medieval times and guess what it was the person who took on all comers well what does the grand champion at the summonats have done taken on all comers what should the grand champion get was a sword and that's really where it came from and <laughs> and i can say that that's one of the things that i've been incredibly proud of and, and each year been able to come up with a different sort of sword very very few times i i had one of those um mystical type swords although i, I had the king arthur's excalibur one time and that was just the most magnificent sword to give away that's why when you see me when i present the grand champion trophy i get down on one knee and hand it to the grand champion and it's a bit of theatrics but i like doing it <laughs> Chick, to wrap this up, we're t- counting through your top six all-time favourite Summonats memories. We've had a couple of crackers already. What's the memory that stands out for you as the fourth best? Well, I reckon it was when I was doing a burnout in my Camaro uh, and um, and I'm, I'm there, you know, like I used to open the burnouts years ago and People used to love that. I used to do it with the 62, and that was a bit of fun. It was my bloody track, and it was my event, so I figured that I should be able to do the first burnout. Fair enough. That's a bit selfish, but what the hell. But anyway, I've got the Camaro out there, and uh, I, just before the event, I just before I was to go out on the track, I realised the bloody electric fans weren't working. Well, too late. Out we go. Now, in the passenger seat is my wife, Deb, who'd never been in, with me in a burnout, um, and so... But just as about we got into the donut pad area, the temperature gauge is spinning like a bloody, like a stopwatch. And, um, and then bang, off it, you know, dropped a rod and uh, caught fire, flames up higher than the roof. Oh, that was what I had to do to get on the front cover of Street Machine magazine. But what was funny about it was it was noted that calm as you like, because I told Deb, get out of the car, and she's climbed out, then opened the door again and climbed back, looked back in there, pulled out a handbag and a straw sun hat and stood back to the side as though she does it every day of the week. (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. Well, we've already heard about core team member Chrissy Corkill in the last episode. She was heavily involved in scrutineering and entrant management, but also managed the burnout pad for many years. Chrissy also has some fond memories of her time at the burnout pad. He'd come down to the burnout track. Now, this is a memory, and he always wore his white shirt, and I used to say to him, you of all people, what a dickhead. Who would wear a white shirt to a burnout track? (laughs) Next week, it's the burnouts, something that seemed to everyone as a crazy unstructured antisocial exercise that only maniacs did illegally on public roads. Today, it's a professional sport. 
large prize pools, a national burnout masters competition, and cars worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Drivers are professional, safety is at the forefront, and today our burnout champions are able to do things in a car that just shouldn't be able to be done. And we get to hear about it Summonat style next episode. Want to get your hands on the latest Street Machine Summonat's official merch? We're proud to announce the launch of our brand new online merch store that's packed with awesome gear. There's t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, bar mats and more from your favourite past events. We've even remade the original Summonat's 1 t-shirts. Classic! Grab any piece of merch for a limited time and you'll score a bonus bit of merch completely free. It's only while stocks last and some items will sell out. So head to summonats.com.au now.